To the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> Having Just enough time to, to selfie in between to programs. It's fine. <laughs> in between programs. That's always challenging but fun we love having studio guests and we need more time to be able to 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 connect with them you know take pictures so we can share it with you on social media uh and i wish we could get a picture this morning of our guest in texas because we're heading to serve in texas lots of history now not too long ago i shared a little bit about the history of the uh the irish scots here in missouri the presbyterians who were Mm -hmm. so kind to the german immigrants the lutheran german immigrants who settled here now we're going to head to texas and take a look at a little bit of history there as well pastor John Schmidt of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Serban, Texas, joining us this morning on the phone. Good morning, Pastor Schmidt. Good morning. Thanks so much for being our guest. There is a lot of history in Serban, Texas, and a lot of that history includes the Wens. Tell us about the Wens. Who are the Wens? Uh, they are a group of individuals who came from, uh, from Germany, uh, more around the Bautzen area. Uh, the Sorbs uh, is oftentimes what they're referred to. And uh, they were, uh, like I said, from Germany, but they were considered more of a second-class uh, citizen in, in Germany when they were there. And uh, uh, they migrated uh, oftentimes to Iowa and especially down here to, to Texas um, and uh, wanting to seek out religious freedom. Uh, as they were going through the Prussian Union, they uh, sought to, to remove themselves from Germany so they could uh, freely worship and uh, go ahead and have some uh, economic as well, economic growth that was there. Was there any particular reason why they chose Texas? I mean, I know Texas is a great state and all, um, but, but was, there, was there a particular reason why, why that, that was where they ended up settling? Uh, a lot of it is when they landed in Galveston, they'd heard about Texas and Texas being a, a good place uh, to be and opportunities that are there. And uh, when they landed in Galveston, uh, they made their way inland uh, and the land was, uh, they could purchase the land here. The large sections are like large tracts of land that was here. And so that was a motivation for them to be able to have that. So. Tell us about the early days with the winds. They, they started getting settled in uh, and they were, you know, they immigrated to escape religious persecution. They wanted to start in a new land, have that religious freedom. Um, Tell us what was religious life like for them in the early days and uh, maybe their first pastor. Uh, Our first pastor was Johann Killian, and they had actually called him uh, before they left Germany, and he helped to um, organize and and get the the immigrants ready. There was 588 of them that came over on the, uh, started out on the Ben Nevis, and the joys of cholera hit on their way over it, but uh, and so we lost several of them on the way over. But we ended up uh, making our way here to uh, to, to settle, and uh, Johann Killing was one that was very instrumental in leading them in the religious life. Uh, and it's the founding LCMS church in the state of Texas, uh, the oldest LCMS church in the in the whole state of Texas, and so. Um, enjoying that and uh, they uh, have a lot of uh, spin-off churches that you know because individuals in that day you know it wasn't like hopping in your car and, and driving a half hour to church you had to do it on a horse and buggy 
And so individuals do more of the circuit rider thing. And, and uh, Pastor Killian was known for doing a little bit of that for a while uh, as folks settled in. Um, actually, in St. Paul and Serban had uh, a church that broke off, uh, St. Peter's, and actually broke off twice uh, in their history and then has joined back in. And uh, the cemetery was pretty much what divided uh, the location of the two churches uh, because at the beginning, uh, like I said, with the Windish language, uh, being more of a Slavic language, there was folks that wanted to hold on to the Windish language. And with the Germans coming in, they wanted to hold the German. And so that got to be a dividing, divisive issue in the, within the congregation. And first division lasted, oh, about three three years before they came back together. And the second time uh, lasted more around 20 years or so uh, before they joined back together. And right now we don't have, have, the, uh, have that issue uh, any longer. You mentioned language uh, being something unique to them. What, what, what are some of the, or what were, or still are, uh, some of the unique features of, of Windish culture? Uh, right now, we we try to hold on to every year on the fourth Sunday of September, we have our Windish Fest, and they go back. Uh, we have what referred to as the Pitakash or Vogel Hulk site, uh, depending if you say it in, in Windish or in German, but it's referred to as the bird wedding. Uh, and we... It's actually a festival that takes place in January, uh, but because we have our, our festival here and um, with our children, we come from the school, as we do have a K-8 school uh, and an early childhood center here, and so we utilize our first grade to represent uh, the, the bird wedding. And it's a way in January for individuals to go through and give thanks, uh, the birds giving thanks to the uh, individuals for um, going through and providing for them over the winter months. And they have a Brasca or an individual that leads uh, a little parade. And uh, so a lot of times our kids will dress up and uh, um, attire for that day, you know, costumes that would have been more of the Sorbish uh, descent and uh, have a little parade or basically walking around on stage and uh, have, have that opportunity. Um, so we have that, that we have, uh, we celebrate at the Windish Fest and then also with our school kids back then in, in January. Um, here we've held on to a lot of the Germans still for our Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve service. Um, we have several German songs that are there and um, that, that is part of that. And then at Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, uh, still have a German uh, uh, songs that are sung for our normal service. But then at Windish Fest, uh, our second service, we have one in English at 8.30 and at 10.30 have a service that is in, uh, in German. Uh, the liturgy is in German. Um, Are you preaching in German too? I just <laughs> had to ask. Nein sprechen Sie Deutsch. I don't. Uh, we have had, um, historically, have had a lot of individuals who have uh, spoken in German and uh, do the German sermon. Um, and, uh, but right now we're, uh, it gets to be a challenge at times to find individuals to be able to speak it in German. And so, but we do have one that is very adept at that, uh, who does our liturgy. And then, uh, uh, so he, he takes care of that instead of me trying to butcher it. Uh, and so he takes care of that. And then, uh, oftentimes the speakers will bring in German into the message as it goes through, um, uh, for folks to understand. 
So the Word of God is certainly part of the uh, the Windish, this cultural event, cultural festival. The Word of God is certainly something that uh, that we can feast upon. There's also food I see coming up in the Windish Festival. Tell us about some of the food at the Windish Festival. Oh, we have sausage and sauerkrauts, uh, beets and peaches. <laughs> That's all a part of it there. Uh, we do have some demonstrations throughout the day. Uh, individuals who are going through and demonstrating how to make sauerkraut. Uh, we also have a wine display that, uh, you know, how you can make some, some homemade wine as it goes through. We have a, uh, a polka band that uh, we have a band that's always there. And the last couple of years uh, uh, have a group that plays a lot of polka music for it. And so that takes place throughout uh, most of the day as it goes through. Um, then in the, later on in the afternoon, uh, what sausage wasn't there, uh, wasn't utilized in the morning, we continue to, to uh, serve that throughout the afternoon and have various uh, drumsticks, uh, deep fried drumsticks that will go through and have that for folks to, to purchase and, and enjoy as well. And, of course, you have to have the German soda pop. And so that, that takes place in the afternoon, having the, uh, uh, beer and soda water for the, uh, for the folks to come through. So. I keep seeing. We'll have anywhere between two to three thousand folks coming through. I keep seeing about Wendish noodles. I, th- I on have the questions website. about the noodles too. I have too. so many questions about the noodles. <laughs> what? What? I mean, there's like posters and, and things. What? What are Wendish noodles? Wendish noodles are uh, the, the noodles that they learned to make in Germany, and it's carried over. Uh, the Wendish Society makes the noodles um, every week, and so. They will make the noodles on Monday. It consists of flour and eggs, uh, egg whites, as, as it goes through. And um, a lot of the individuals will make them at home here, but uh, society noodles are, are usually more of a thin noodle that is there. And so on Monday, they'll mix the ingredients together, put it through the, the uh, noodle machine that uh, spits the noodles out in uh, the size that they are. And they cut them off and they let them dry for a couple of days and then bag them up. And oftentimes when they go to make the noodles, uh, folks will put like more of a chicken broth with it. And uh, if you want Windish noodles, they, they do put directions in there on how to, uh, how to fix the noodles so that they, they taste good. So, but, yeah. We have just a minute left. What's your favorite <laughs> thing at the, uh, the annual Windish Fest in Serbin? Uh, I, I would say the, the, the broths and sauerkraut, um, <laughs> always very good, good look at this seat. Uh, but also the fellowship that is there. I mean, we have folks that come in from all over the place. Uh, a lot of them, you know, have, I've been here now for 11 years. And so for Winter's Fest, a lot of folks will, will come around and wanting to hold on to that, uh, that heritage, remembering, you know, who they are and whose they are. Uh, not only the the Windish heritage, but you know, as as brothers and sisters in Christ, and and so we have that support that is that is there. Our identity is found in God's word, not specifically polka. Very good or noodles. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or noodles. Exactly. <laughs> Pastor John Schmidt of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Serban, Texas, celebrating the Windish Festival coming up this weekend. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. A delight to talk with you. Uh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Hope everyone has a great weekend. I'm going to go make some noodles. I'm going to go race my cross bike. <laughs> I thought you were going to make some sauerkraut. <laughs> oh, my husband does like sauerkraut. Or play in a polka band. Or oh, That would be fun, actually. Would I would do that. <laughs> yeah. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the coffee hour. Mama.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.